about a baby or a child in your life that's young? Let's talk toddler years. One, two. And how is it that they go about learning? The last time that you saw them, what were they doing to learn something? I think about my nieces and nephews from this weekend and uh, one is one and a half and he's putting everything in his mouth from dirt to candy to, and he's discovering, ugh, I don't like the dirt and I don't like the pine cone and the leaves, but I really like the candy. So they're learning through discovery. Today's topic is just that. Much of what we learn is through discovery, even as adults. And uh, think about how we conduct experiments, how we explore, we delve into things. Um, And one of the big things at the Bob Pike Group is that we talk about curiosity and how curiosity, the thing that comes right before and right after, that curious moment is more memorable. And so I want to dig into a couple different activities that you can do specifically for some online, maybe some webinars, online learning, micro learning, uh, so that you can just dive right into having those experiences online. I'm Becky Pike-Pluth with the Bob Pike Group. And when should you use discovery activities? So this is the first place to start. Number one, when you want somebody uh, to obviously not be told or shown, but allow for themselves to find out the skill or the knowledge. Uh, I like doing this with people who are not really sure of what they're learning, not sure they're on board yet. I call them critical thinkers, but really they can be difficult sometimes. And um, I also use these types of activities when I don't want to tell somebody the ABCs, the one, two, threes, the principles. Instead, I want to draw out what they already know. One of our common principles at the Bob Pike Group is people don't argue with their own data. And so experiments and things like that tend to go really well when you're drawing things out of what you know your group already knows. And then the last one is just to create curiosity, which is one thing that we do at the Bob Pike Group. So what are some different types of activities that you could use immediately? Uh, one that I like, of course, you've probably heard of this before. It's not anything you haven't heard of, but case studies. If there is a topic that you're teaching that is really complex in nature, a case study is going to create so much more interest and you know curiosity than just saying, all right, now here's what happened and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. This can work both live and online, and you just need to give them enough information about the cause, the effect, the concept or principle, so that they can come up with their own conclusions. Just this weekend, I was doing a Sudoku, and of course, I didn't do it on my own. I have to make everything a competition. But what that does in that moment is it helps me to critically think and to start thinking about something complex in a different kind of a way. I want the same principle. Draw your own conclusions. Figure it out yourself through some analytical thinking. So here's how they work. You're going to take these activities. You're going to guide the learners through whatever the experiment is or the analysis might be. Um, Maybe you want to do a virtual lab where you have a simulator, a calculator. Maybe you're going to application share something where you say, okay, what's the first step, second, third, fourth? Maybe you give them a link and say, all right, you have the next 10 minutes and your assignment is in your packet, in your workbook on page you know, 17, you have this link, go figure it out. Let's see how far you get. 
Maybe it's a two minute thing. It's not a 10 minute thing. It's find out as much as you can in that two minutes. I like to do that where it's a series of go and find so that it breaks it down into smaller pieces that are a little more palatable. Again, this is going to create some critical thinking, take some research and time. Um, Another thing to consider is how you're going to prepare your learners for those labs that are online. I need to help them start thinking simple to complex, reveal maybe a few of the variables, kind of like that Sudoku where you give them a few things, but they have to come up with the end. Um, and if you're doing anything that's abstract, it's it's a lot more difficult for learners to think with abstract versus concrete. And so I want to be as as close to real life as possible with an abstract experiment, okay? So scaling it to any level, I, I need to make sure that it still fits within what's realistic. I want to challenge my learners, but not to the point that they're frustrated. So as you think about your next webinar or online or maybe even live, consider what are some things that you could do to help people discover things on their own so that the learning can be even more concrete and just really strong in their minds. I'm Becky Pike-Pluth with the Bob Pike Group. And again, this is a creative training tip for you every Friday. Glad that you're with us.